Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, the incomparable Sharon Reed, Rebel HQ superstar, host, commentator, and anchor. Always good to have you with us. Top story of the day, another officer is now no more. Why? Because of his or her involvement with the death of Mr. Nichols, Tyree Nichols. Now, according to one insider, up to 12 police officers were actually there at the scene at one time. You now have seven who have been either officially charged or there's a protocol internally due to an investigation, they have been removed. Some were suspended without us knowing. I will get into that in just a moment. Also, three EMT workers, firefighters who were trained to render aid. Well, let's put them up. All right, you're looking at Robert Long, Jamichael Sandridge, and Michelle Whitaker, a white male, a black male, and a black female. These are the three EMTs who responded to the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols. They were fired Monday after an internal investigation by the Memphis Fire Department. They were found to have violated multiple department policies and protocols in their patient response to Nichols on January 7th. The fire department said in a statement, their actions or inactions on the scene that night do not meet the expectations of the Memphis Fire Department and are not reflective of the outstanding service the men and women of the Memphis Memphis Fire Department provide daily in our community. Put up their pictures again to the fire department. You're lying. Let me tell you why. You have a black male, a white male, and a black female. The reason why I bring that front and center in this conversation is because they do not share a cultural connection other than the culture of the industry of being a firefighter in your city. Is it a coincidence that these firefighters of different genders and racial backgrounds were all on the same page as the individuals who decided to use their bare hands to beat a man to death in Memphis. Is it a coincidence that all of them express the same lack of value for a human being in front of them? You do not have a policy issue in Memphis. You have a cultural issue in Memphis. There's more. Remember the sixth guy who it seems was being hidden, the sixth cop. As we reported yesterday, the Memphis police confirmed the sixth Memphis police officer, Preston Hemphill, has now been relieved of duty. Additionally, Memphis police said a seven officer, number seven now, who responded was also relieved of duty. In a statement, the agency did not identify the seventh officer. Once again, lack of transparency, they're not learning their lesson here or say whether the person would face departmental or criminal charges. 
Officer Preston Hemfield and other officers actions and inactions have been and continue to be part of an investigation since its inception. On the 8th of this month, the day after Nichols traffic stop and the day all seven officers were relieved of duty, the department said. The statement added that numerous, numerous impending charges are now developing. It isn't clear which officers may be charged. We expect the next phase of the personnel actions in the coming days. The department said in the statement, Hemphill's attorney, Lee Gerald, confirmed Monday his client was at the scene of the traffic stop and had activated his body camera. Video one is his body cam footage, the attorney said in the statement. He said the officer was never present at the scene where five officers who have been charged with second degree murder and other crimes were seen beating Nichols. Officer Henfield, Henfield's actions and involvement has been under investigation as he participated in the initial traffic stop and the use of a taser. The department said in a statement on Monday, three Memphis fire personnel, once again, they've been fired for their response to the fatal police beating of Tyree Nichols. Um, all of them should have charges, so let me tell you why. Uh, it's aiding and abetting, it's real simple. You provide an atmosphere, you provide safety, you provide cover. You are the catalyst for the criminal activity. If the individuals did not have uniforms like a police uniform or a firefighter uniform, they would all be charged with a very similar crime. But there's nuance given their mm, colors. Let's put up the five who have been charged. Okay, you see these five individuals. Uh, these monsters are Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., Demetrius Haley, and Tadarius Bean. Uh, they were fired on January 20th after an administrative investigation found they violated department policy. You don't say. They violated policy about use of force. Uh, they were hired from 2017 to 2020. Asked why the department did not announce actions against Hemfield. The day it announced the actions against the five, the police said this. The other five officers' names were announced when they were charged departmentally, then subsequently charged criminally. Officer Hemfield has not received departmental or criminal charges. As we have advised, the investigation is ongoing. Officer Henfield's name came out after it was heard in the video from the Tyree Nichols scene that was released Friday evening. We're simply confirming he is relieved of duty. Isn't that something? They said, well, the reason why we told you these officers is because we decided to go ahead and give them criminal charges. But the person we found to be um, let's say in violation of policy that still contributed to the death of a human being. We're not going to tell you his name because we're not charging him with a criminal act at the moment. Does that make sense to you at all? Oh, so you don't tell us the name of the person involved that you concluded violated departmental policy, which led to the death of a human being. You're not going to tell the public who pays you the whole truth. We have to figure it out. There's more. That answer was not sufficient for my dear brother Ben Crump. The news today from Memphis officials 
That officer, Preston Hemfield, was reportedly relieved of duty weeks ago, but not yet terminated or charged, is extremely disappointing, he said. Why is his identity and the role he played in Tyree's death just now coming to light? A lot of us have that same question. As a matter of fact, the first time I heard that a white male was involved in the death of Mr. Tyree Nichols was from somebody on TikTok who heard the name, saw the video, paid very close attention and started making noise about the name. And all of a sudden the name got leaked. There's more, Crump added this, we have asked from the beginning that the Memphis Police Department be transparent with the family and the community. So what is he indicating? He's indicating they did not even tell the truth to the family of Mr. Nichols. This news seems to indicate, according to Crump, that they have not risen to the occasion. It certainly begs the question, why the white officer involved in this brutal attack was shielded and protected from the public eye. And to date, from sufficient discipline and accountability, the Memphis Police Department owes us all answers. And I agree 100%. I've known Benjamin Crump for years. The way he worded that last proclamation and question about these or this cop not being charged as of yet. It lets me know that he has a good faith basis to believe that at some point this cop may actually get charged based on what he did or did not do. Remember, when you are an officer, you have a certain duty. When you are a paramedic, an EMT worker, you have a responsibility. This responsibility is statutorily mandated because of your position of public trust. There are certain things you can engage in as an emergency worker that would be completely illegal for you, but legal for others who are not. We will see if that level of accountability is allocated to those who all contributed to the death of Mr. Nichols. Story continues. Sharon, what are your thoughts on this? So many been so angry. And let me say this about Brother Crump. He's one man and there's just too much for him to do. He's built for it. But there's too much for one man to do. You can't even in the midst of all this do the right thing. And that is why I do not support Chief Davis and this whole psychological game that's being played with people, okay? It's all a big lie. It's all a big lie, Dr. Ritchie. The EMTs, triplets of trifling non-care. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> the whole thing is triggering and it just seems like it keeps coming and coming and coming. TikTok, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Once again, an indication of culture, that's what has to get fixed. We will update the story as it continues to develop. It doesn't happen, Steve Bannon is calling for conservatives to do what? Stop giving money to the Republican Party. Wow, donor boycott is what he's calling for. Now remember, these are the people who told black folk that boycotting was un-American. All right, let's go ahead and go to the video first, here it is. Okay, over the weekend we were up on Getter watching the uh, with, for, with uh, everything with President Trump, and we also had the great Carrie Lake, Ben Burkham, all of it. Also, want to make sure the audience don't. We, we I have I expressed them a little bit on John Frederick today. There's a lot to talk about about the RNC. 
So just take, I understand you guys are still worked up. Whatever you do, don't send them any money. Just take a deep breath. There's going to be a program and a plan for all of it. Just just take a deep breath. But what happened in Maine, what happened in Arizona are quite important to taking back these state parties, the precinct strategy, all of it. Let me put up the picture of the new boogeyman that Steve Bannon is afraid of. All right, whoa, she's terrified of that white woman. Her name is, well, Ronna McDaniel. She is the chair, okay? And this is about power. This is about individuals who refuse to say, "Oh yes, absolutely, the election was stolen, contrary to evidence. This is about Donald Trump and his lack of control over the national party system of the Republicans. During the podcast, Bannon appeared to express concern over the RNC re-electing Ms. McDaniel as chair on Friday. Over the weekend, Bannon also discussed McDaniel's re-election with the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, who ran against McDaniel's and Carrie Lake. So let's, you know, this was really interesting, right? When you need that fellow to validate your credibility, you are in trouble. Bannon posed the question to the My Pillow man if he accepted the 111 of 168 vote win by McDaniel. Here's what he said. There's no machines, Lindell replies. He replied saying he did accept the results. Lake, who is still refusing to accept her loss, also said she accepted McDaniel's victory. But here's the caveat, declared that she hoped McDaniel had heard the message from the grassroots. Because we can't save this country unless we listen to the grassroots. Bannon, however, was less enthusiastic about the win, accusing McDaniels of having abandoned Lake in her historic fight. Now, once again, Lake is saying that she actually won, she's the victor. Contrary once again to the actual facts. Meanwhile, Trump's longtime personal lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, has weighed in on the news Monday that the Manhattan DA is presenting evidence to a grand jury regarding allegations of criminal activity on Trump's behalf regarding hush money. These payments that were made to Stormy Daniels. Here's what he told MSNBC's Nicole Wallace. You, I think, <laughs> testified, you met 14 times, right, with Alvin Bragg's office? 14. On this 14th or 15th visit a couple weeks ago, was there evidence that there were new witnesses or new documents? So, like the last time I was on your show, I truly would love to spill the whole <laughs> meeting, the two and a half hour plus meeting, but I won't do that out of respect to the investigation. What I will tell you, and something that I talk about in my book, Revenge, is Donald will ultimately be held accountable for this Stormy Daniel payment. And I've always said that this investigation that was to be brought by Alvin Bragg's office, previously Cy Vance Jr., is the most detrimental to him, his freedom, his livelihood, his business, etc. Because it's the easiest to prove. The checks are the checks. We know a lot. There's recordings which have been released in the past. This is an easy one, unlike some of the other cases, like the Fannie Willis case in Georgia. Well, he will just come out and lie, which is what he does with impunity, and say, I truly thought 
that there was 17,861 votes stolen from me, so that yeah. attacks the credibility. In this specific case, the first three-month payment was made by Donald Trump, and I gave those to the House Oversight Committee who posted them and so on. And so he's not in the same position where he can deny or lie the way that he will in some of the other matters. Yeah, he's actually correct. Now, I have no significant love for Michael Cohen. Yes, Michael Cohen is telling the truth now that Donald Trump is racist and Donald Trump is a liar. But he worked to fix the problems of this racist lying individual for many years. So what does that say about the soul of Mr. Cohen? But I digress. The reality is this, it is the easiest win. As a matter of fact, there's a report that just came out contextualizing the book. That says, hey, we were going to arrest Donald Trump on his exit from the White House for that particular crime. Because it is the most egregious and it is the easiest to prove. All right, um, so let's put up Michael Cohen. Remember back in 2018, Cohen pleaded guilty for making the payments at the direction of Trump that were allegedly meant to cover up Trump's extramarital affair with Daniels during the 2016 presidential election, which violated campaign finance laws. I remember this, we talked about it a lot on television and radio. Cohen was sentenced to three years in federal prison. He served a little more than a year. Donald Trump was listed in there, they just simply did not list his name. They left his name out, but they listed the co-conspirator as a co-conspirator. All right, Sharon, thoughts here, you think there's some there there? I think there's there there, and I might say this, I have no, you know, Overwhelming love for Michael Cohen, but I do think he's working hard to overcome Stockholm yeah. syndrome. I do. Yeah. He's a, he was afflicted with this for a very long time, and now it's like, how can I make amends? But can I say this about Steve Bannon? When I listen, he's such a, a soiled guy. He's very yeah. soiled, you know. And it reminded me of when I love a good mega church, but there's some that are so talented at doing dark work and getting that money. Give me, give me that money, give me that money. That you end up writing a check to the pastor's wife for a birthday. He can't even write it off. He's like that kind of guy. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. And this money thing, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. The RNC's in trouble. They are in trouble. Storm and Daniels will have the last word. This is going to be still a fascinating judicial whatever it becomes. Okay, a school teacher talking to students like they're at a bar, dropping the F-bomb and other words. Here's the tirade. Society is trying to make you as soft as possible so that everybody feels good about themselves. Like if you're fat, whose fault is that? Yours. And I'll tell you that straight up. That's because of the things you put in your, in your mouth. That ain't anybody forcing it down your throat. <laughs> But everybody wants, to, everybody wants to be body positive. Let's 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 celebrate fat people. Why? They're dog because they're fat. <laughs> yeah, y'all laugh. This is the truth. Again, don't care. You're fat. It can be genetic. That's that's a excuse. Can be genetic. Yeah. Guess what? My entire family's fat. I'm not. I'm one of the most in shape people around you. I do marathons. All my parents are fat. My parents are fat, and my so is my brother. That's not genetics. Excuse. That's okay. That's fine. That's the mindset y'all have. Let's find an excuse. It's somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. I couldn't get to class, coach. 
whatever. It's somebody else's fault. It's not your fault. Take responsibility for yourself. Okay? No one cares, especially when you come to my class. And y'all probably should understand that by now. We're, we're almost 20 weeks into school. Some of y'all still don't understand how it operates. Some of y'all still don't understand if you just turn your work in, you'll pass this class. Okay? You just, the people who do, you're like, yeah, it's easy. I don't see how you're failing. But, I mean, there's over 50% of this class has failed. That's all it is. And that frustrates me as a person because I just feel like I'm wasting my time talking to a bunch of idiots who don't get That's frustrating as a teacher. I wish I could be in my position. Never got heads up now because Coach Dippy's throwing the F-bomb out everywhere. Hey, Coach, let's play a game. Here's the game. We're going to celebrate teachers that do dumbass things in the classroom and get recorded. Let's play that game. You don't want to play that game? Wait a minute, sir. You have to take responsibility for your actions. You should have known when you come to my classroom that this would happen. You should have known by now. Sir, the reason why 50% plus of your class fails is because you lack pedagogy, the ability to teach and bring your students to the awareness necessary for the knowledge you present. It's you, sir, you. The majority of your class is not the problem. Look at how you speak to them. Look at the words you utilize, dropping the F-bomb and calling your students fat. The hell is your problem? Those things stick to them, even if they try to seem, try to present as if they do not. Let's um, let's put up the screenshot. Um, KSLA reports the incident you just saw was captured on video at Captain Shreve High School. This is in Louisiana. It reportedly shows a teacher whose name is Mike Diffie. Mr. Diffie used profanity and demeaning language while speaking to the students in his classroom. So a spokesperson for the parish, for the public school said this in a statement. And I quote, immediate action was taken by the district. Once we became aware of the video, we take these matters seriously and started an investigation. The person involved in this incident has been placed on administrative leave, officials say it remains under investigation. Um, you do understand that was not his first time talking to students in that manner. You realize that, right? Uh, there's a reason why educators have to be professional. Now, I get connecting to students, obviously, he was intentionally disconnecting from students. There's a level of respect that you must give in order to receive it. That's a great human design. You don't get out of that. Um, Sharon, what I saw here was more than disappointing. Uh, it was, it's dangerous to have somebody like that talk to students every day. Yeah, it is. It's not that difficult uh, to make kids feel bad about themselves, right. particularly during their formative years. It's it's just not that difficult. And I hope as they continue to investigate, even though we have we have the footage, you can keep investigating. I hope they provided mental health mental health therapies treatment for these kids because the teacher and I, I mean do the kids still say whack the teacher's just whack and doesn't belong in the classroom it's that, that's it yeah when you're in a position of public trust around young people in particular your words are just so heavy your words are naturally heavy with them all right we got more on the other side it's indisputable stick and stay Welcome back, we have a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of comments. 
kind of pressed for time, gotta be quick, all right? We appreciate you in advance. Uh, don't forget, uh, Representative O'Connor would join Jank on the conversation. Tune in for their discussion, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live. Uh, Rokan's a good guy. When he was on the bullpen, we agreed some, we disagreed some, but we were uh, definitely aligned more than not. All right, um, I am Sox says 400 plus cops wouldn't stop uh, the Uvalde shooter, but seven cops beat an innocent man to death, abolish the police. I am Sox says. Uh, Mickey City said we had dragon over 50% of my class is failing. Sounds to me like you're a massive failure of a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Over 50%, come on, bro. All right, YouTube, thank you so much for that. Uh, Locks Dem Fire, thank you for the spelling uh, cue there. I really appreciate it. Uh, demonstrated, as demonstrated in the murder of Tyree Nichols, white privilege gets extended throughout all permeations of life. That's what our brother Ben Crump was saying. All right, uh, Pink Honey says, I've worked in this field for years, and a lot of EMTs are cops. Firefighters are working part time. Wow, didn't know that. Uh, they are all one and the same. Uh, and thank you so much, the guy that happens to be white. Thank you for that. How many more Super Chats do we have to send to get an indisputable Super Bowl commercial? You see what you just did there? You put it in the universe, there's no telling what's gonna come back. All right, we appreciate you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Anti-Karen. Here it is. Why are you running? Ma'am, will you run? Why are you running? Listen, Listen I'm trying to get something and, and he is just he's refusing to take the coupon. He's, he's refusing to take the coupon and then being a dick about he's it. He's doing his job. Relax. But why is he running away now? Why? Because he can't take the truth? No, because you know what? I would have never I would have never refused to waste coupon. Let me put up the picture, the screenshot that clearly shows the anti-Karen as he approaches. When I tell you I was very um, excited, for lack of a better word, when I saw his actions. Because yes, America can be very ugly, but America can be very beautiful too. That was a beautiful moment. He had no responsibility to do this. He could have just waited for her to finish arguing and acted as if he heard nothing. You see, here's the thing about being neutral. 
And I know a lot of people prefer to take that route. It seems less challenging, less sacrificial. But here's one thing you guarantee when you're neutral. You're guaranteed not to be right. You're guaranteed not to be right. He took a chance, stood up, and sir, we salute you for stepping up. And more people should do exactly what you did. We would have less caronicity in the world. No one in service industries, any other industry, should have to be treated the way that person was treated. Thank you for what you did. All right, sharing thoughts on this. I love it. As I've been telling you offline, I've been so angry, like so many Americans, about you know Mr. Nichols and the beating death and everything, the image. I'm just so angry. But when I see this silver-haired Samaritan, if you will, Dr. Yeah. Ritchie, yeah. it gives me a moment, a few moments of belief, hope, some happiness that they're out there. Yep. And yeah, you got to you got to speak up. You got to speak up. You got to say something. Yeah, and, and he did it for all of us. Yeah, and he did it with a lot of wisdom too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way he approached it, his tone, demeanor, still assertive. I thought it had significant wisdom. He did all his right. hands like this. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. real good. Okay, we got more double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel great. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Hate crime in Vancouver. So this guy uh, followed my boyfriend and I on the Sky Train for the entire journey, just standing over us. But I'm, but I'm feeling the. This bitch was staring at us the whole time, the entire way. I thought he wanted to my boyfriend, to be honest. He chased us. I'm down the platform, up the escalator. I don't give a up to the bus. We're sitting opposite, opposite each other. I don't like that. This is my problem. This is the person I love. This is my boyfriend. Okay, that's fine. And we deserve to be able to act That's not normal, okay? This is so sad and unnecessary. I have more video. Before I go to the additional video, I want to show you the person. Let's put the screenshot up of the individual in question. You already heard a homophobic rant. You will hear xenophobic and racist as well. Here it is. It does matter where he's from. Why? No, it doesn't. Because I don't want this in my country. Don't talk to me. I'll talk to whoever the I want to talk to. I don't want this in my country. Get off my face. No, don't talk to him. Do you understand me? Don't you talk to him if I want to. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. I'm going to stand here and tell you to off. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Just relax. Talk to him, and you're not going to do anything about it. I'm going to stand in front of him, and you're going to talk to everyone around here. No one here agrees with your. I agree. But once again, once again, good people, decent individuals, 
saw this stood up, here it is. Don't drink in public. I'm not drinking. You threw your beer bottle at me. Yeah, I yes, right you there. Can do about it, buddy. Thanks to the brave people around us, he finally left. That train was empty. Look at that. Because the brave people stood up. They didn't do much other than provide some words and stood in support of another human being, actually two, who are going through a difficult situation with a male Karen. They stood up for right. I'm going to say this, many times individuals who spew that kind of rhetoric, they will proclaim to be Christian men and women. These folks will say, you don't belong in our country. Who you are is a sin, and all types of derogatory things. And I always want to remind those who proclaim to be Christians who engage in that kind of rhetoric that you will not hijack my faith without challenge. Scripture says God is love, which means love is God. Love defined in scripture is patient, long suffering, does not boast, does not envy. That's according to the scripture. Also according to the scripture, it was Yahshua, Jesus who said, how can you claim you love God whom you have never seen, but hate your brothers who you see every day? That's in the book you use. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. You quote scripture, I don't know it nearly as well, but my scripture goes something like this. You do not, you do not chase down, stalk, and attacked someone that you truly hate. I believe you're attracted to that. Mm. And you do not know yourself, you have self-hatred. So this whole thing is pathetic and sad. And I felt very sorry for the gentleman involved, but very proud that others said, you know what, not tonight. Yep, that's not right, tonight. they just stood up. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, we have a lot of show left. Let me read a few of the comments and thank you all for joining the program. Okay, what we got? Wolf Dragon Donna, Doc, I think you should give that sweet anti-Karen a $100 Blue Apron gift card. Well, I gotta talk to management, but I think it's doable. All right, good suggestion for sure. Uh, thank you for this, C. Michael. C. Michael Henson says, many of these male Karens are all bark and no bite. When the right person steps up to them, they fold like paper. Yeah. All right, this is an update to a story we brought you. A child, a 13 year old, um, was shot and killed. Now, I'm going to put up the 13 year old, okay? Now, I'm going to give you the background, but keep the picture up. There's a man, authorities say fatally shot, the young man you see right there. That's a child, Karen Blake. Remember this story, he claimed that the 13 year old was breaking into vehicles earlier this month. This person has now surrendered. Tuesday morning after he was charged with second degree murder while armed, okay? Jason Michael Lewis, 41, 
who works for the DC Department of Parks and Recreation is expected to make an initial appearance in DC Superior Court on Tuesday afternoon. His attorney said his client maintains his innocence. The public will see no crime was committed here, said attorney Lee Smith. Now on day one, we questioned the narrative. Well, how is it that the man who did the killing is able to stay home and not go to jail? We did not understand it. The 13 year old was obviously unarmed, breaking into a vehicle or potentially breaking into a vehicle that you are not in um, is not worthy of use of deadly force, at least not under their statutory requirement for the state. So why was he allowed to stay home? All right, so the decision by police and prosecutors came about three weeks after January 7th, which was the shooting of Mr. Karen Blake, the child. An incident which fueled tensions in DC as residents, activists, and lawmakers pushed for the shooter to be publicly identified and held accountable. They did not want to tell you who it was. According to an arrest warrant application filed in court on Tuesday, Lewis and a person inside of Lewis's apartment watching from a window told police that Karen charged at Lewis, who was in the courtyard outside of his home. The person inside of the apartment claimed the youth got about within five feet of Lewis when he fired. Though police noted there was no footage of the youth coming onto the property itself. We got some steals from that footage. No evidence of this occurring. Now, once again, the police simply believed the full story of the man who's alive who has the gun. That's who he believed. He believed, or the responding officer believed that person. Police said the surveillance footage captures Karen running in front of the condo as Lewis fires. Karen, uh, Karen can be seen or heard repeatedly yelling, I am sorry, followed by please don't. And no, I am a kid. I am only 12, Karen says, according to the warrant. <laughs> DC officials have previously said Lewis was put on leave from his $75,000 a year job at the recreation department. Records show he worked for the city for the past 17 years. We knew right away that there had to be a police connection. There had to be a city or affiliated connection for you to not even be arrested for a judge to figure it out. That's a hell of a call for a responding officer to say there's a dead child. There's one narrative and that narrative is coming from the man with the gun who killed the child. We're gonna let him stay home. That's a hell of a call for a cop to make. All right, uh, police have said previously that Lewis called 911 after he shot the child and was administering CPR when the police arrived. His firearm was legally registered and he had a concealed carry permit. They have said authorities have been exploring the question of if he acted out of fear of his life. And once again, when there's ambiguity, what does the cop do? Typically they arrest, when they don't know, they lock you up. And they say let a judge figure it out, obviously not in this case. Um, so charges are now affixed. Sharon, thoughts here. I needed to hear you recite the dead child's final words. I wish I didn't hear them though. Yeah. Please don't, I'm just a kid. Yep. It is further proof 
that our kids really, they really aren't anything. They're lowered and they just don't mean anything to some people. And how you could co-sign on this man's story, five feet charging, whatever he said, this friend is animalistic to me. It's just so sick. I'm really sick to my stomach, Dr. Ritchie. Yeah, at some point, you know, somebody, you would think somebody would say, listen, man, this is a child. You killed a child, all right? I can't. I can't be down with this program, but they decided to operate together. We'll see if all of them face justice. A black mother confronts a school teacher for calling or comparing her child to a roach. We have the footage and it is disturbing. Here it is. The second concern was after school when she was going to chill it in practice. Uh, it was a bug or something on the wall and she yelled out, it's a roach on the wall and you turn around and said, um, it's your cousin, you will be okay. That was the second concern. The third concern, which is really my main other beside the roach thing is when y'all was in the cafeteria, you walked past her, you bumped into her and she turned around and said, excuse me. Then she realized that she didn't bump you, you bumped her. So she said, no, excuse you. And then you said, no, you excuse with your fake Uggs on. So I'm just, it it got me mad because for one, the roach thing is, that's like comparing her to a monkey. That's racist. That's just like if somebody was to call you out your name other than your name, that's, that's out of line. And then she's a child and you bumping her and talking about her shoes and all of that, that's, that's a no-no for me. I have more video. Now you're going to hear the response and how the person responding basically made themselves a victim while acknowledging fault for what they did. Here it is. The biggest thing in my mind is the coverage. I want to apologize because I had no idea that that was what that was. Um, we're very sarcastic, just in general, that group, and we joke back and forth and we play with each other and kind of banter. Um, and I want to assure both of you that and Tremaya, I would never yeah. knowingly say something racist, much less to a child. I feel like that invalidates the core beliefs of a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I be in a school with other people's children to say something to them and put them down? Mm -hmm. So I apologize. Okay. Um, that really did hurt my heart when I heard that because that is not what I'm here to do. Okay. Um, and if you were to ask me about my other children, we know that we set a classroom community of love and acceptance. So that was not my intention. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. You fine. That just really torn up a little bit. Um, as far as the bumping into her, I, I didn't think anything of it. I'm sorry that that offended you. But I just, I like, I didn't know there was a problem. Ma'am, shut the hell up. You had the audacity to start crying, saying how much this just hurts your heart. How do you think the child felt? There were multiple instances, according to the mother, because the child finally talked to an adult about what happened. Now, it's really interesting because in the longer version of this, the teacher initially says, mm, I don't remember that. And then she says, I had, I had no idea that's what that was. Meaning she did not know that comparing a child to a roach was a racial dynamic. 
So wait a minute, I thought you said you had no memory of this happening. And then she says, but but if it did, I am sorry if it happened, okay? Keep in mind, this mother, what poise, okay? Big ups to you, mama bear, standing up for your child and doing it with such courage as well as dignity. Um, I would not have been so dignified. Uh, We do not have more information. We cannot positively identify who the teacher is, the school, etc. We are asking if anybody has positive identification, we would like to know uh, before we proceed with directing who is at fault. All right, all right, Ben, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there is one thing that that teacher said that I think is I think is really the correct thing, right? Which was she asked, "What? Why am I in a school? Why am I in a school with other mm. people's children?" That is a good question. I don't know. We should figure that out because, like, seriously, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? That's racist. What year is it? Like, excuse me, you don't know? Are you a grown adult human being that's like been living in the world? Like, yeah. did you just like crawl out of under a rock yesterday and think that like, oh, you know, comparing a black student to a roach that couldn't possibly of any racial dynamic whatsoever, get shut up, right? Yeah, exactly. You no, know, like literally, it's just like an embarrassing cop out. And then she she literally said, "I'm sorry that you were offended." Like, come on, I'm sorry that you were offended, and then you have the audacity to like cry. It's just pathetic. Like, it's it's just honestly pathetic. Like. Because, but like, and this is like, I just want to tie this into another thing though, because right now you have conservatives that are freaking out across the country because they are teachers in schools that are just respecting their child, like their students' pronouns, right? Where if there's a trans Mm -hmm. student, the teacher's like, oh, you're trans, okay, so this is your name, these are your pronouns. And they're like, they're like going like apoplectic over the idea of like, oh my God, how dare teachers be respectful to students? But like, do you think conservatives care about this, about a teacher being racist? No, they love this, right? And I think Mm -hmm. this teacher loves loves this too, right? She cries, she walks away, and she feels like she gets away with it. That's that's my take, right? Because unless there's real evidence to prove otherwise that she's like genuinely gonna change her behavior, because she's talking about, oh, you know, we have this like attitude with the students and we go back and forth. That's not a professional relationship to have that's right. with children that you are teaching, right? They are yeah. not your peers, they're your students. And the other dynamic, um, she said the girl had fake Uggs. Wait a minute, <laughs> so now it's okay to insult? children as teachers and administrators. Okay, all right, we will bring you updates as that story develops and we get more facts in. All right, the police raided the wrong home again. Put up the chief here, put up the guy in charge. All right, let me give you the background to this insanity. This took place in Texas, the city of Galveston. The police chief, his name is Doug Finally, Doug has been placed on a 10 day administrative leave after the SWAT team raided the wrong house. This comes amid an internal investigation being conducted focusing on a possible failure of communication surrounding the raid. This is according to NBC Channel 2 Houston, Galveston Police Department They're now keeping quiet, but home surveillance footage points to what's being described as a disturbing sequence of events. One of the family members says this should have never happened. Erica Reyes, whose family was home, falsely raided by the police. Erica says, and I quote, 
My kids and I were home sleeping about 2 a.m. We were awakened by wooden pellets flying through our doors and sounds of the Galveston Police Department saying, come out with your hands up. The daughter, Chelsea Perales, said I was scared screaming and ended up going to my brother asking what they were doing. And they continuously kept shooting the wooden pellets. Um, now, you would say, well, damn, that is egregious. Those wooden pellets are obviously extremely dangerous. They're just shooting wooden pellets inside of a home. Children, right? They don't care. They're just shooting. Well, it gets even more egregious than that. There are some other dynamics regarding this raid. Officials say they, uh, that they were looking for a suspect involved in a murder from January 20th. Where a 25 year old Malik Dunn was found shot on the 3900 block of Sealy and later died. They say the suspect was a man by the name of Cameron Vargas, who had visited the home that they went to, but left hours earlier. The Galveston County DA is now saying that Vargas was misidentified. And is not even the damn suspect. Once again, another horrible conclusion by detectives in one police department. There's more. Um, this is part of the police association, the Municipal Police Association from Galveston. Uh, they say the chief would never intentionally or knowingly allow an officer, specialized unit, or even a citizen to harm to someone or violate the law. If by chance there was a miscommunication issue, it will be uncovered and addressed in the investigation. The chief would also never allow facts or actions to be hidden or concealed. The chief is an upstanding citizen and leader who cares about the island. All right, the family has acquired legal representation. Let me say this to the Municipal Association. Nobody's arguing that this was somehow a mass rare issue. Nobody formed criminal intent, but there's gross negligence being argued here. And the gross negligence is a problem in leadership positions. Even if it's not your fault, it is your responsibility, Chief. It is your responsibility, all right. Sharon, thoughts here. Does the buck ever stop here? <laughs> I don't understand, okay? I know the way you run your organization, the way you run this show, the buck stops with you. Does it ever work that way with some of these people or when did they miss the lesson early on? I suspect Dr. Ritchie, I don't even know what to say about it. The excuses yeah. are just for days. And, and they continue to <laughs> get more extreme. You know, Sharon, there was a time and you've been um, you've been a top tier anchor for many years. Well, I'm there not was that a old. Time. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know. <laughs> but there right. was a time, you remember when a chief would just release his own statement. Yeah. And he would say, hey, here's what happened. Here's what I believe should have happened. And here's what we're going to do to fix it next time. The chief isn't even releasing statements now. It's the municipal association releasing statements on behalf of the tax 
payer funded police chief. Doesn't make sense. Everybody's hiding. That's Hide right. behind somebody. Right? Yep. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, a lot of show left. Let me read some of these fascinating comments. Got a lot of them. I'll read as many as I can, okay? Um, that's interesting. Uh, Mickey sees the Silverhead Dragon. Uh, if that little child was breaking into a vehicle, does that now carry the death sentence? Of course not. But, you know, obviously, they thought it should, I guess. Are civilians permitted to become a judge, jury, and executioner? If he gets away with this cold blooded murder of a child, then people can make up any story they please to kill, even without proof. It's already started, remember? Yeah. Okay. Um, see, Michael Henson, thank you again. Um, aren't cops supposed to be investigators? Question mark. That's right. They just, and that was our sentiment when we first reported. Uh, you just took the, you just took the word of a guy who has the gun and is alive. That's it. That's all you did. It was insane. All right, insanity again. Let's put his picture up. Full mass. According to the allegation, that guy prayed on a student. In the Deaf and Blind Institute, Talladega, Alabama. Robert Godbold, Godbold, a former employee at the Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind, is accused of sexually abusing a student under the age of 12 while working for the school. This individual was arrested and charged with having sex with a student who attended the school where he was employed. A spokesperson with the Institute told the local news WBRC that it was notified of the charges brought against this employee on January 19th. And said the criminal activity did not take place on the Institute's ground. They are always quick to let you know that. Uh, the spokesperson also said the school was originally notified of the possible uh, impropriety last September and relieved the teacher of his duties in the school. Court records, records obtained by WBRC showed this individual is now free on a $100,000 bond and set to appear in court in March. Now, we are going to follow this story in March to see exactly what happens. It seemed as if they were aware, now I'm saying seen because more information is coming out. They were, were aware but did not do the right thing immediately, fast, quick, in a hurry. As a matter of fact, before you even know, the cops should know. Doesn't seem as if it happened this way. If it did not, naturally that's another problem, that's another issue. But once again, please, every parent, every advocate, youth worker, mentor, you have to be vigilant. There are people who literally design their careers to get a position of public trust in order to have access. Now, right now, this is an allegation. We're going to see what happens in court if there will be a plea deal offered 
or this goes to trial. Sharon, thoughts here. Well, you're so right about people who seek out certain parts of our society, certain jobs, Dr. Ritchie, as a parent. No, you can appreciate this. It's something that haunts me every day. You have to keep from walking outside and being suspicious of everyone. Yep. But it's something that haunts me every day. They exist. Yep. They exist. All right. A politician, lawmaker, tries to throw his weight around because his son has a warrant out for his arrest. Here's the footage. Take the car so we don't have to impound it. I don't want it impounded. I know, that's why we're letting you take it. Okay. Where's Kenan? He's in jail. They took him. You already took him to jail? They took him to jail and I stayed here with the car. Why? For a warrant. Who do I call to find out? To find out the warrant? You're a police officer. Tell me who I call to find out why he's in jail. Do you want me to call? I'll call Chaz and see what I can do. Please do. I will. Right this minute. I will, right now. But I can't show you stuff that Why'd I run or I over? get fired. I didn't pull him over. Who Bruce? did? Braden Giddens pulled him over. Why? I think he said he didn't stop and he didn't signal at the intersection up here. Hey, so I got Bruce Adams here. Um, Braden took Kenneth to jail on a warrant. Can I show Bruce the warrant? What's the protocol there? Can I show him my pull off a spillman or do I get in trouble for that? Because I don't have a printer or anything. I'll, I'll show it to him then if you're okay with that. I gotta be careful with this stuff, Bruce. You understand that? Okay, that's the warrant. What does it say? Read it I can't. to me. Okay, so it says warrant status active, offense, burglary, burglary, theft, criminal mischief, burglary of a vehicle, burglary of a vehicle, burglary He's of a vehicle. He's already been to court over that. Criminal trespass, normal, 7th District Court, Monticello. Bruce, we don't have anything to do with that. All we know is that the is that the warrant issues a current. That the court issues a warrant. That's all we know. Damn, sir. All that questioning now we know your whole son's criminal history because of you. You made them put that on a body cam that's open to the public. Nobody else did that. Ah, right, let's put his picture up. Uh, just, you know, I understand a dad wanted to be there for his kid. Just a better way to do it. So your son was already in jail. It did not matter what that cop told you. That would not have changed the fact that your son is in jail. He needs bond at the moment, not what you did. Really interesting. San Juan County, Utah. Commissioner Bruce Adams has been accused of trying to intimidate officers into releasing his son after he was arrested on burglary charges. The body cam footage obtained by KUTV shows Adams berating a sheriff's deputy after arriving at the scene of his son's arrest. This was actually a day after Thanksgiving. All right, so I'm going to take you to where Adams berates the deputy and demands that his son be loosed. Till he's been to court and been charged. He, he has a plea in the babies on all that. I, I don't know, Bruce. I have no idea. Who knows? The courts. You can the courts I can't, get, know. I can't get to the court until Monday. Right. Because of a son of a bitch and false arrest? It's you saw the warrant right there. I yeah, even I showed you the warrant. He's been charged with that and he has a plea in abeyance on all of it. Okay, what do you what do you want me to do? I want you to turn him loose. I can't turn him loose, Bruce. Who can? 
Nobody can. He's been arrested for a warrant. The courts can. And the warrant's false. Huh? The warrant's not false. The warrant's Do right you there. want me to sue the son of a bitch in county sheriff because he arrested my kid on a false warrant? <laughs> the warrant's right there. That man said that warrant is fake news. Release him, fake news, fake news warrant. That's one of those fake news warrants. I know he's a Trump supporter, just deep down in my bones, all right? Um, so let's do this, put up the picture of the arrest happening. And the San Juan County Sheriff's deputy had arrested the son of Mr. Kenneth Adams after discovering an outstanding warrant for his arrest during a routine traffic stop. Happens every day, happens every day. Uh, Adams arrived and immediately told officers he wanted to see the mf -er or the MFing warrant right away. Deputy Wyatt Holyoke reportedly wrote in the police report following the incident. The officer responded that he could not show him personal returns on my computer. But Adams insisted that I better show him or the warrant, him the warrant right away. Later, he described the incident in his police report saying it appeared to me that Adams was trying to use his influence as a county commissioner to intimidate me into showing him information that I was not permitted to do. Now, now wait a minute, I love it. Let me tell you why I love it. Because the cop is kind of lying too. The officer has wrote in their report, "Oh, I was just so intimidated by this powerful commissioner. He intimidated me into showing him information I was not allowed to. No, sir, he definitely wanted you to do that. But it was your supervisor who told you to do it. That's not in the report, it's on the video. It's not in the report, sir. Now the commissioner is somewhere saying, I can't believe that damn cop lied on me. Believe it, sir, they lie on black folks every day, believe it. Yeah, he lied on you. This week, Adams has now apologized in an interview, but also defended his behavior. He said, and I quote, um, it's embarrassing, he says. It's embarrassing for me to act that way. I feel bad that I did that, but I was emotional. Nobody addressed me as Commissioner Adams at any time during the incident. My opinion, I was acting as a father. Uh, great, okay, so he's saying because they did not call me commissioner. Which probably pissed him off, by the way. But because they did not call him commissioner, obviously, he was not throwing around his weight. Wow. Chair, thoughts here. I gotta tell you something. And what was he so emotional about, Dr. Richie? Was he afraid that his son was gonna die suddenly behind bars and nobody would tell him anything? Did anybody say, you can't go see your son after a routine traffic stop led to an arrest? At least he survived it. I mean, this first name basis, Bruce, 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 Bruce. I thought they were on like a sweetest day date. That's how <laughs> friendly they were together. It's ridiculous, okay? And it shows the disparity. It's making me angry and it's triggering me again. Yeah, and, and it's so interesting, right? That as soon as something like this happens, and, and you're right. All he had to do was just go bail him out because the, the problems or the worries that we would have, he doesn't have those worries. Mm -hmm. He's not concerned about that. That's not that's why he's not trying to hurry up and get to the jail. 
to bail out his son because he knows his son is going to be okay, even though he's taking that ride. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Let me remind everyone of a few things. All right, to pay attention to. Make sure, make sure you watch the watch list. Big homie Jared Jackson. Tune in to the watch list. We got a new time starting Monday, February 6th. Live weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. JR shares his takes on stories you should pay attention to. News, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, real easy. YouTube.com forward slash watch list TYT. Um, spin the wheel, read twice is what they're telling me to do. So I'm just going to double it, all right? So just act like I'm saying it two times. Sign up, win up to 100 bucks in prizes when you become a new annual member at TYT.com forward slash spin. When you join as an annual member, you'll get to spin the wheel, win prizes like Canvas 2024 tees, $100 gift card to Blue Apron and more. Check it out, sign up, tyt.com forward slash spin, or, you know, that's right, QR code right there. All right, Rokana coming, don't forget, going to be an interesting conversation. Jank, Rokana, tune in for their discussion at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live, that is on the conversation. Let's get it, we got a lot of comments. Warlock says, officer, do you understand? Just how old and white I am. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Make it see the Silver Dragon. Um, look at the age of that man's kid. He's full grown adult, at least in his 40s. And daddy still has to get him out of trouble. At that rate, it would never end. Yeah. Sweet piece, thank you for that, sweet piece. Cut him loose, Bruce. Bruce, cut him loose. Basically what it was. Um, and Ghost Malash EK, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you so much for joining. I'll don't forget those who enjoy the program via YouTube. You can always simply join one of those levels. Would love to engage with you even deeper. All right, okay. Carrie Lake now has a criminal referral headed to the AG. This is so interesting. Let's put the pictures up full mass here. I will give you the background. Wow, Carrie Lake, who claims she is actually the rightful um, governor of the state of Arizona. She is the governor, even though she's not, okay? Carrie Lake was referred to the Arizona Attorney General for investigation on Monday. According to the referral, which came from Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, Lake violated state law, now this is serious actually, by tweeting out copies of voter signatures in her tweets. That is the violation, that is a statutory violation, it is in fact against the law. We're going to show you the tweet in question. Now what we have done is we have blurred out the signatures. Why? Because when I go to Arizona, I do not want to warrant out for my arrest when I get there, that's why. I'm smarter than Carrie Lake, that's why. But that is what she put out, uncensored. 
which is a violation of law. So she decides to say bombshell discovery and she puts like a police light next to it. Today's Senate testimony confirms nearly 40,000 ballots illegally counted. 10% of the signatures reviewed. I think all the election deniers out there deserve an apology. All right, so none of this so-called evidence corresponds to what she's saying, but that has never stopped them from doing things like this. She continues to say that she's the winner. She was the rightful winner. And remember, if she got her election stolen, that means the other Republicans who won, they should not have won, right? That means somehow they won by trickery. If you lost by trickery, madam, that's what that means. There's more. Lake's tweet that is being, you know, targeted by the Secretary of State claims that the GOP-led Senate confirmed that 40,000 ballots were illegal, showing examples of voter signatures, which is against the law. Nothing in this section shall preclude public inspection of voter registration records at the office of the county recorder for the purpose prescribed by this section, except that the records containing a voter signature shall not, that may not, shall not be accessible or reproduced by any person other than the voter. The office cited in the referral. The law is so damn clear cut that when one of our producers, Jordan, when we were talking about it before the show, it was a no brainer. You gotta blur it out. The law is that damn clear. And it either is an expression of Carrie Lake's privilege to say, I don't give a damn what the law says, or it is an expression of her ignorance. She doesn't know, nor does she care to know if it is legal or illegal. But even outside of that, you're exposing individuals and their names, their personal information. Why would you do that? That's, that's against common sense, that's against common decency. These are the people who are the champions of the new Republican Party. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. Well, and she's also a former news anchor. And a lot of people, yeah. when they remember that, say, oh, I can't believe, really? She. I worked with a lot of Carrie Lakes over the years, Dr. Ritchie, and, and nothing was ever their fault. They didn't get the best ratings. They would run to management and say, it was Sharon's blouse is low cut, Dr. Ritchie's rhyming <laughs> in his commentary. They would just say crazy right. things because nothing's their fault. That's Carrie Lake, no common sense, privilege. Can we pick all three? What was the other choice? All of them. Yeah, yeah. and. You know what, you brought up a good point and I would like to explore this point with you. She is a former news anchor and she was at least semi popular in her you know, district. And she was noted for being a pretty middle of the road person until she got into politics. Now she got into politics, she goes full tilt Trump. And the reason is because that was her best avenue to power. She was able to manipulate that avenue or that uh, that road easier than other roads. Why do you think this woman left broadcasting to become a politician of the Trump brand or the Trump style? Because that's what head cheerleaders do. There's so many people <laughs> who go and they want to be on television. I believe it or not, I'm a, I guess I'm the fool. I really wanted to help people and I can't help that every story matters to yeah. this day to me. People matter, I can't 
Stop feeling it, I'm an empath. But then there's so many others like Carrie Lake who just wanted to be on television. We don't know if she's middle of the road or not because she was just reading copy that someone mm. wrote for her. She probably didn't even care anything about these stories, the truth, accuracy, it's just not in her. So it's nothing to hit your giddy up to what's his face, nothing yeah. at all. You, you make a point because it is ironic. Like if that was my person, if I lived in that local city and I'm like, okay, so Carrie Lake is my news anchor. All of a sudden, the person who guaranteed me fair and accurate reporting is the individual who is co-signing on Trump lies, mm -hmm. running for governor, loses and says, no, 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 I actually won. But you were bringing me the news for years and I believed everything you said. What in the hell, how can the company that she worked for as an anchor come back from something like that? This has to be embarrassing as hell. Because they want to be next to the cool kids. Too many of the people who hire the Carrie Lakes want to be next to the, the cheerleader. Okay, they couldn't get yeah. the cheerleader. And so that, that is actually what they're doing. And it is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You would rather sit next to and get your news from what's the movie and the guy who signed off about San Diego? That is more credible. Mm. And that is what <laughs> I what's the movie? That's they I know got what you're more about. credibility, Dr. Richie. Yeah. I hate to tell people, but you want to peek behind the curtain? Watch that movie. There you go. All right. Always a pleasure, Sharon, having not. you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. I will, but I, I'm giggling when you said you get arrested in Arizona because you'd be in that tent city, I think. Remember, yeah. Sharon put you in that tent city. I don't remember if it was stripes or orange. I remember. But I think yeah. you look cute. You look cute anyway. Uh, Sharon Reed Live, you. you can catch me across all platforms. Uh, hopefully you will, hopefully I'll be back, who knows, who Absolutely. knows. All right, always a pleasure having you, always, thank you. Okay, uh, let me say this before I sign off today, uh, because we've had a friend of this network and a friend of mine go through a very, very difficult situation, still going through it to be honest. I'm Ricky Smiley, as you know, on yesterday, I informed you that his son Brandon died. He was actually scheduled to be with us yesterday. I have been able to talk to Ricky. When I tell you Ricky is one of the strongest men, number one, he's one of the best men I've ever met. But he's also one of the strongest. And his strength comes not only from his faith, but from his belief in people. He believes in people and we believe in him. Continue for those who are people of faith to send those prayers. If you are not a person of faith, send those positive vibes, they count too. We appreciate all of the support that you give to people like Ricky Smiley, especially during times like this. It's important that he feels the love. So if you're on social media, drop him a line or inbox him that you love him. It does matter, okay? I want you to know that, we appreciate you. All right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of the planet, take care of each other. Remember the truth is always indisputable.